Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast, the DDP for short. I'm Paul White. It is the second day of January. I want to thank you for joining me on the Lord's Day, what the early church often referred to as the Lord's Day, Sunday, the day after Jewish Sabbath, and uh, a first day of the week, the eighth day of the week, if you would, the way that a new week begins because as believers, we celebrate from the point of resurrection, which is the point of new life. And therefore, we call this the Lord's Day. Although, honestly, every day is the day that the Lord has made. And since we are His and He is ours, every day we breathe is the Lord's Day. And even on the day when we take our last breath, that's the Lord's Day as well. And we enter into the Lord's realm. Can you see how He has His hands in everything? Well, we are in Galatians 4. We have our hands in Paul's allegorical story of Sarah and Hagar, allegorical being that he is just trying to give us an idea of how to understand. Not, he's not trying to help us understand the Sarah and Abraham and Hagar story. He's trying to help us understand covenant by using the Sarah and Hagar and Abraham story. And since we are studying the Abrahamic stories from Genesis, I thought this little side journey into Galatians would be beneficial. Now, when you go into these journeys with someone like the Apostle Paul, who's very learned, who knows his Old Testament, you're going to have to be prepared to take a journey into the Old Testament with him. In Galatians 4, you're already journeying into the Old Testament in that you're studying the Hagar, Sarah, Abraham story as an allegory. But Paul's going to run you even further into the Old Testament or a little deeper into the Old Testament in regards to the voice of the prophets. Verse 27 of Galatians 4, Paul says, For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. And then he adds in verse 28, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was our children of promise. Now he sandwiches this in between the statement that Hagar corresponds to Jerusalem and Sinai and the flesh, and then says, rejoice, O barren, actually quotes some Old Testament, and then tells us that Isaac is the son of promise. And so the sandwich is on one side, Hagar is mother to the child of the flesh. Uh, Isaac is a son of promise. What we know, because we are studying the Abrahamic story, is that Isaac as a son of promise is actually the son of the barren woman because Sarah is barren. She's unable to bring forth children. Hagar is Abraham's new wife, his second wife, and she has a child. So Paul chooses a verse from Isaiah 54, verse 1, to solidify his point. So what I'd like to do is take you to Isaiah 54, 1. This is exactly what Paul does with his audience. He doesn't quote and say, as Isaiah said, and he certainly wouldn't have had chapters because that didn't exist. But we know it's Isaiah 54.1, and here's what else we know, is that it's preceded by Isaiah 53, in which we get the prophecy of Jesus dying on the cross because he bears our griefs, carries our sorrows, uh, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace is on him, by his stripes we are healed. He opened not his mouth, um, made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, etc., etc. And then 54 
opens. After all of that redemption chapter, all that finished work chapter, 54 opens with, Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. That's what Paul quotes. What? Notice, he puts that following the cross. Because once Christ comes to bear our sorrows and our griefs, and by his stripes we're healed, then the barren can sing. And the barren can sing because Christ has died on the barren's behalf. Now, Paul, who is preaching on the other side of the cross, uses this verse to describe our existence in the new covenant. In an old covenant or an Old Testament context, what Paul, what Isaiah writes in Isaiah 54.1 is a foreign concept. Listen to whom he declares blessed. He says, Break forth into singing, those of you who haven't labored with children, because the desolate woman will have more children than the married woman. That's a foreign concept in the Old Testament because a blessed, quote-unquote blessed woman in the Old Testament was the woman who could reproduce. No one would have called a barren woman blessed. But in the New Covenant, adoption into the family of God is the blessedness. So to be able to produce something on your own in the New Testament is not the seat of blessing, but to be brought into the family of God independent of your own ability is to be blessed. So the the New Testament definition of blessed in regards to the family is different than the Old Testament definition in regard to family. And so when Isaiah wrote this, no one could have understood it. At what time would anybody celebrate being barren? The, the, The woman who has not labored is going to have more children than the desolate. And then Paul takes that, inserts it into Galatians 4, and describes the condition of believers. Because remember, his next verse is Galatians 4.28. We, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. 29, but as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Talk about that persecution tomorrow, but it's important to see that Paul once again talks about the one born of the flesh and the one born of the Spirit, the one born of the natural and the one born of the supernatural. So in the New Testament, great blessing is found in realizing that it is not what you produce through effort, and Isaiah compares that to pregnancy, but it's the adoption that come, that, in which we come in as adopted sons. And that's why Paul just he opens chapter 4 by talking about the fact that we are sons and talking about the fact that we've come in by appointment or by, and in Romans he calls it by adoption. And that's a Pauline theme because that's how Paul sees this explosive growth of the new covenant, that it is not natural Israel, it's not natural circumcision. It is the, the, the children of the barren womb. It is the children that are adopted, that come in through the power of promise. Um, we're going to try and land in the next day or two in this fourth chapter of Galatians so we can get back into the Genesis account of Abraham. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.